Hi, I'm Adrian Maidman. Welcome to I'm Also, where we talk to people excelling or sometimes even grappling and balancing with two or more of their passions or pursuits. My guest for this episode is Kyle Sattler, who lives in the Bay of Plenty, New Zealand. Kyle is a multimedia artist working in video, animation, music, music production, sound art, installation, painting, and digital design. Hello, Kyle. Well, hello, Adrian. Whew, that was a big list to get through. Now, I know you've got um, you've got a long career history, haven't you? I thought I'd just jump into that. You're a bit of a jack of all trades. Yes, I thought we'd, yes. I thought we'd set the scene. It seems, it seems to be... Set the scene with your previous, out. with your journey to this point. All right. I hope it's been varying, hasn't it? It's, it's, you know, it's a difficult question to answer though, isn't it? Um, the jack of all trades, because by yeah. nature, it's hard to explain. And yes, I've had a, a varied career, perhaps not so varied in the early days when I first began, you know, so I started as an art school graduate, a four year degree in fine art. And I majored in painting. And, you know, I was a very obsessive young man when it came to painting. I believed strongly that painting was the answer to, you know, art, life, everything. Mm. And, you know, I was, I was a double painting major in my second year at art school. I but double pa- you did it, you double painted, painting major. Yeah, well, you painted the, everything twice. The, <laughs> the system allowed us to do different majors. So you could do a painting, printmaking, sculpture, design, photography, all these different options, but I was just like, nah, double painting major, that's me, I'm just going to be in my, um, that's it, I'm, I've made my mind up. You know, so that's that second year of art school, that's when I made that kind of choice. So that would be 94. So 94 is the same year that I picked up a bass guitar. Oh. So some friends of mine had a little bit of a band and they were saying, well, we, we need someone to be on the bass. Kyle, you're sort of standing there in the corner. Can you Can you do it? Painting, well, standing in the corner of their painting. Yeah, pretty much. Standing in the corner. Of, can you do it? I was like, well, I don't know how to do it. Well, we'll show you. So, same year, I, I, I kind of consider 94 to be a bit of a a beginning point, really, because that's the, the year I had my first non-institutional-based exhibition. So a group of us had a, a group show in um, the main street of Whanganui. So I went to art school in Whanganui, key school of the arts, uh, mid nineties when it was when it was pumping, um, so we had a show. We we we, all, we hired a space, painted the walls, and had a show. We had this huge party. We were serving. Um, I suppose I should tell you the story. We we only served vodka and shot glasses on old records. Okay. No food, no nothing, just vodka shots. That was the only refreshments. But you know, it's our show. We're allowed to. Anyway, anyway, so I, I went through art school, and. Um, Luckily enough for me, I as soon as I'd finished, I walked straight into a job for the Arts Council in Whanganui. And the project then was to paint murals and empty shop windows. Um, so over a two and a half year period, I painted 18 public artworks in the Whanganui um, CBD. There was a time there in about 2001 when you couldn't walk down any street in the CBD without seeing one of my works. Doesn't say much for the the uh, humming town, though, does it, if... No, no, it doesn't say much for the humming town. And I don't suspect it's changed a lot. But it certainly was interesting. It's certainly an interesting project. I met a lot of people. Yeah. I made a lot of good friends and contacts. You know, so I'm painting. Here I am. I'm doing public artwork. Privately at the same time, I was very much involved in painting landscape paintings. So I was exhibiting um, in the Lower North Island landscape paintings. And they were selling. 
Um, to be fair, I, I, the only one I still own is the one I gave to my grandmother, who gave it back to me last year as she's moved into a small home, doesn't have room for it anymore. Um, but, you know, I, didn't, I don't want to be a landscape painter. I didn't want to be known as a landscape painter. That's not what I do. Um, at least I didn't think it was what I did. I was interested in doing portraiture. I, you know, my painting style, my natural painting style, is very um, Jean-Michael Busquet. It's very street art. It's expressive, explosive, abstract art. Um, you know, so here, even in this conversation, I'm, I'm describing at least four different modes of painting. Um, you know, we've got portraiture, um, landscape, the abstract kind of expressionism that I was working on, and um, the street art, the mural work for the what was called the Windows on Wanganui painting project, um, that was all acrylic paint in reverse on glass. So these are very cartoony images. So already I'm, I'm diversifying in my skill set. Um, all the same, at the same time, t ticking along since 1994, I've been in bands. And... Um, the thing, the thing that with the bands that was ticking along at the same time was that I realised after a few years that nobody else in the band was going to record anything or do anything else on the peripheral. We were just going to play music into the thin air, really, unless one of us decided to figure out how to start recording the stuff. So I went, well, that's, why don't I do that? So I figured it out. I, I got a four-track, sat down and worked out how to start recording music. So from about the year 2000 would have been the first proper um, produced record, although it came out on CD at the time. Um, and since then, I've been um, recording, mixing, mastering, producing albums for uh, my music and my friends' music. Um, I think at this point in time, I might have my name on about 35 releases, either recorded or um I've been involved in the production to some degree. Um, so you can see these two things are kind of going side by side. There's a, a very varied painting style and there's um, a music kind of career. It's kind of humming along side by side, taking up my time. And what's paying the bills? Uh, the painting career is taking, paying the bills. Yeah. Um, to be fair though, you know, the, in the music industry, you do make a little bit of money, but that money always goes back into the band. Yeah. The, you know, it's, it, it funds the next thing. Funds the next trip, the next gig out of town. Um, in 2002, though, I, I finished up with this Wanganui, um, Windows on Wanganui painting project, and I moved to Auckland. And it was through my um, music career that I met a particular uh, gentleman called um, John Appleton, who worked for a company called Artifications, who did uh, bespoke interiors. And they were looking for a, um, a new artist. So we, we played a show together at the King's Arms Tavern on a Friday night. On Monday morning, I interviewed for the job, and on Monday afternoon, I had the job. Um, that Later that week, I moved to a pottery beach in Coromandel, and we started working on the Prana Retreat, which was I spent probably seven weeks on that job. So that job was all about bespoke interiors, uh, paint effects, murals, um, God, we did reproductions, we did portraiture, we did everything. So once again, here I am, I'm, I'm working in the music industry, plugging away, trying to get my band out there, but I'm working as a painter, as an artist, doing a, a multitude of different um, styles. Um, so that's, that, that, you know, in the arts world, I'm just getting more and more varied. 
And the problem is, the problem I found is, you know, like when I was doing landscape paintings, I had gallerists who would say, I really want your work. Can you show on my gallery? And I say, yes, I can. Um, but up to a point, because then I, I stopped doing landscape paintings and then they weren't interested. Or they would say to me, what is your style? And my answer would be, well, it's all these things. You know, it's the whole list, the whole gamut. And they're saying, yes, but I can't sell that. So they want you to be known for one thing. Kind they, of. They, they, they like, if you're doing one thing, then they can keep coming back to that one thing and pushing that and marketing that into the art world. And, you know, they build up, a, I guess, a history around that, a historical kind of background to what you do. And then that's something that they can use to, to pivot off and increase your value in the art world. And if you're changing all the time, they don't like that. So it's a struggle. Um, so moving on, um, I, I spent a few years overseas where I didn't really make any art or music at all, to be fair. You know, just looked at stuff overseas. Came back to Auckland and was lucky enough to start getting a few nice private contracts. Um, did once again doing bespoke interiors. And I think it was probably about 2012, I'd just finished a large work in Parnell, private contract. I was on site for eight months. Um, yeah, a huge job. Um, very, very private couple. They don't really want, didn't want me to advertise from that job at all. I had to kind of bend them over backwards to get it, get the work published, which I did. But I finished the job and I went back to my studio and started painting my my portraits that I was working on. And I and I I felt like um, there was something wrong. There was something wrong with with the the studio time, the studio process. I was painting over the same lines over and over again. And I thought to myself, well, what do I like? What do I really like here? I really like being on stage. I like delivering music. I like that it's in the moment. It's in the now. It's 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 something that the audience they come to the 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 show, they experience it with you. Everyone enjoys it, and then they go away, and that and that's that's the pinnacle of experience for me. Whereas in painting, we we make these static images, we put them in galleries, and people can take and take it or leave it. Mm. It's a bit hard to know what the feedback is. Yeah, it's very going. hard to know. Mm. You know, mm. and I had experiences of going to say the Louvre in uh, Paris. You you walk down these halls, and it's painting after painting after painting after painting of more or less the same thing, different eras, but really that that whole era of European art was it's repetitive. It's the same kind of process, and something clicked in my mind when I was looking at this stuff. I was, I was walking past these famous paintings, just walking past them, because they were all the same. And I, to me, I felt like the idea had already been done. You know, it's, it's a repetition. It's back to this idea of repeating the same thing in the art world. You know, if it's repeated, then they can sell it. But to me, the idea is in the moment, is in the now. It's it's that live expression. So how, for me, I, I looked at this and thought, well, how am I going to evolve my arts practice to not only encapsulate the idea of the the being in the now, the, the, that expressive moment, and um, also, I also thought, well, my time is spent 50% being a visual artist, 50% um, being a musician. Maybe those percentages are wrong because at the same time, I have a day job. Mm. You know, and all through all Which of is this, 50%. yeah, this is probably it's probably 50% day job, 25% visual artist, 25% um, musician. You know, I'm working as a chef, 
Mm. In Auckland, I'm working on K Road as a chef in the scene. You know, four days a week, five days a week, usually four days a week when I could afford to. Um, I was very fortunate to have a, a guy that I worked for that he would allow me to go walk out of my job for periods of time to go and do um, commissioned artwork. But anyway, this thing with the, the art and the music, I just felt like they were clashing. I just, I saw this two, two heads bashing against one another. And how, how do I, what am I going to, what am I going to do? So at art school, I had experimented with a little bit of animation, just tried a few things just very briefly and it, it planted a seed back then. So I decided to start animating paintings. Um, so I got some advice from friends who worked in um, post-production companies and set up a studio, set up the lighting, started this process of animating a painting. Um, not with the body in it, I didn't want there to be a reference to the artist, so I'd take a shot, go back into the into the scene, do a little, paint a little bit, and then walk back out again, take the shot, paint a little bit more, take the shot. And so I started this process of animating paintings. So animating your own painting as you progressed yeah, through yeah, painting it. Yeah, basically, first. yeah. Um, weirdly at the time I had been doing figurative work so I start, I tried to animate complex figures which in the end seemed ridiculous because I was just painting over the same static image um, it was sort of nothing in it but I did have uh, um, a bit of a, a brain a brainstorm really a, a, one of those light bulb moments where I decided to start animating with chalk on mm -hmm. a chalkboard and see the thing with chalk is it's fast so I can tap out a rhythm, you know, I can tour one of one or the other and, and start adding rhythms to my, my animations. So I spent probably a good two, three years doing these kind of chalk animations, trying different rhythms and, you know, juxtaposing rhythms and... Um, so that's taking your own music and then... Yeah, yeah. Just just trying to see if I could add the, the kind of fundamentals of music into the animation process. You know, and the funny thing was, once I started making moving image works, I started getting into competitions. Um, I had end up getting offered shows. Um, I was fortunate enough to make the Wallace Art Awards touring show, and then they gave me a show at the Par Homestead solo show. None of this kind of stuff had happened to me as a painter. So I felt also that I had um, moved away from the tradition of, of the paint, even though those fundamentals of paint still exist in my work. And ended up something a little bit more contemporary, something that I could really kind of jump off. Um, you know, and, and so I've, I've been investigating these things um, probably a good six, six or seven years now since that 2012 sort of turnaround. But I got to the point where I, would, I went back to paint, but I would paint a, an animation where no paint ever got to dry. So I'd be in my overalls with gumboots on, rubber gloves, buckets of water with rags in them in front of the, the studio setup. And I'll put paint on, I'll take a photograph, and I'll wipe that paint straight back off, take another photograph. So then I started looking at this organic movement of paint. Paint no longer was something that dried and fixed and became static, it was moving and real and in the now. And I guess it's just gone from there. Now I'm, it's, it's, I've moved away even from stop motion. Uh, stop motion ends up becoming a bit slower. I, I've, I'm more into the film. Um, and also, but with the sound, you know, this entire time, the sound has been ticking along. The, the music has been ticking along. Um, I've released more albums with different bands, but I've also investigated recording different types of uh, sound, not just bands, but acoustic sounds. 
um, sounds of people walking down the street, for example, or whatever. could be anything. And um, at some point along the path, I decided, well, let's investigate synchrosis. Let's add these audio tracks into the video tracks. And, um, well, it's exploded, really. Now now my, my body of work, my, the work I'm making is multi-monitor, works with audio um, components. In, in fact, I would argue that my work is, a, is sound art and not video anymore. And the video is just an excuse to tie, to drag the viewer in. So would you say now that those artists who try to pigeonhole you now can kind of pigeonhole you because you're doing a one specific thing now? I feel like I am. But see, if you, if you can imagine that these, this music career and this arts career were bashing. Yeah. And see, now I've combined them. So what would you call yourself now? In a, you know, like a one sentence. Now I'm I, a... I still consider myself a multimedia artist. I do have to yeah. take the multimedia approach because there are elements in there. Like, yeah. like earlier this year, I was back in Auckland doing commission painting work. Yeah. You know, so I still do that type of work. You know, it, there's, it's good money involved with the right people. So I, I'll still go back and do it. Um, you know, and I'm still doing design work. If, if you can imagine, for example, all of the album art over all that years, that's sort of 25 years of making art and making music, we've been making album art as well. And, you know, last year or earlier this year, actually, I put out a, a, an LP, which was manufactured completely by hand. So it's not just designing it, and it's manufacturing vinyl. it. And vinyl. Yeah, it was, yeah, that was a record, yeah, vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Lathe cut vinyl, packaged entirely designed by myself, my own music. Um, so you can see how how diverse it is. But you know, with my own work, you know, I'm like I say, I'm doing these multi monitor um, installation work. So that's where the installation comes in. The, the you have to call it multimedia because it's um, it involves installation, it involves stop motion and photography, it involves sound art. All these things mesh together. I, I don't think there's any other title for it other than multimedia mm. installation. Mm. So perhaps that's that's the the title for you. Mm. So you consider yourself sort of more of a happier artist now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a, a, as my music careers evolved over the years, I I've sort of eliminated the need for a band, so to say, as well. As my production skills have increased, I've been able to uh, write a whole backing track. Um, and now when I'm playing live, it's a backing track of um, synth, bass, drums, and some backing vocals. And I play a live keyboard and sing, but I also have video projections playing over the entire performance, which would be synchronized to the, the performance. So if we think that my, my arts practice is moving image and sound, well, my music practice incorporates all those aspects into it now. They're all one singular singularity. What does that mean to showing in public art spaces? I don't know. I don't think they'd want that type of music in those spaces. So it's a very difficult transition. In, in many ways, if we talk about pigeonholing in the art world, or even if pigeonholing is the right word, it, might, it may not be the right word. Um, your brand. The brand, Man, what's yeah. What's your brand? My brand, I can't answer the question. My brand is so diverse. What, what, if somebody asked me to do a work in a gallery, what would I do? I mean, I, I'm perfectly, yes, yeah. perfectly capable of going in yeah. and doing a large mural. At the same time, I'm perfectly capable of going in there and doing a large sound art piece. Mm. 
if you know, if you look back at the history of art, there are many artists that worked in that way. Yeah, you know, and a lot of them did struggle in the early days until they created a particular niche or there was something about their work that was so unique that they couldn't be ignored by the art world anymore. Mm. But you know, if you think about the art world now and how um, social media controls so much of it. It's so diverse and it's so much competition. It's an extremely competitive place. You know, when I was at art school, I met a particular well-known New Zealand painter on two occasions. I'm not going to name her at this particular moment of time, but on both occasions we had an argument. Because on both occasions she told me to repeat the same thing over and over again to be successful in the New Zealand art scene. And I said, what on earth for? I get it. Mm. That's just not who I am. Yeah. And where can people find out more more example or find out examples of this work to look at and or or and and listen to? Well, I mean, I once again I have a diverse range of different um localities. So I do have a, a website, KyleSattler.com, um, but I also have my uh Vimeo page, so Vimeo slash Kyle Sattler. Uh, my current music project, We Will Ride Fast has a YouTube channel, but We Will Ride Fast also has a Bandcamp page. And on Bandcamp, you can find my record label, which is Fight Cable Hole Records at Bandcamp. Um, I think they're the main, the main locations. I am on Spotify and all other major platforms for... Um, and LinkedIn. And LinkedIn, that's right. For the business angle. For the business angle. And lastly, have you got any shows coming up or exhibitions? Um, I don't have any exhibitions. Oh, no, I do. I'm actually involved in the, um, the, the local Fringe Festival in a couple of weeks. Um, that may have expired by the time this yeah. is posted, but um, I'm playing there in my, my um, We Will Ride part, Fast persona, but also doing an installation art, a collaborative installation art work. And um, plans for next year, plans for 2020. Um, I'm working on a new album. Yep. So that's going to happen. Uh, in terms of installation artworks or exhibiting works, I haven't decided yet. I'm still kind of contemplating. I feel like I am in a good place. I don't really want to push that at the moment. Excellent. Thank you very much. 